This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. the rules really in the bunch not really no like they were actually decent trailers for a change not for a change but shockingly for the number of trailers they, they were pretty damn decent they, they yeah <laughs> i think i i think i blocked out like a half hour one night and just sat and watched it <laughs> it's bad isn't it it was it's so like, many it's like julie and i will do that well during the day you know if you get a break or something like that we'll go on tiktok and we're like oh this yeah. is a good one this is a good one and then we do a recap at night we'll be like oh yeah. that way i could see what she sent me she could see what i sent her and uh there are times when it's like oh my god this was an hour of our life just sitting here oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, hell forget the regular introduction this is what episode 369 369 yeah. the drink wine 369 yeah uh mike john Anyhow, like we you heard us say, ton of trailers to go through at some point here. Um, mostly decent. Did you know they're making a new Hunger Game movie? Yeah, it's like a sequel or prequel. It's prequel. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's I don't. It's in the world of you know Hunger Games. But I saw the trailer this past weekend uh, at so I went and saw Saw Ten with the kid with Kanan, yeah. and uh, <coughs> saw the trailer there. Yeah. Interesting trailer to have on before Saw incident, yeah. but whatever. Dystopian, I guess. Um I guess, it, it's but, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a prequel because it's like the first Hunger Games. You know, when we see well, the, the one with Jennifer Lawrence, it's already been established for a while. And this is like the the launch or something. I don't know. Well, it's it's got a um uh where is it? Uh, da, da, da. It's got a wicked title like yeah the ballad of songbirds and snakes like yeah they're trying to be like game Game of of thrones Thrones. (laughs) yeah 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 and it's a prequel novel about the early days of the hunger games featuring young snow as the protagonist came out in 2020 prequel has been sold by yeah yeah but anyway so yeah so it's it's yeah the ballad of songbirds and snakes like it's Mm. like you said game of thrones (laughs) yep but anyhow, yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't have any interest in seeing that at all. No, um, I think I watched the first movie and then went, I'm good. I did. I watched the first movie. I, I read all the books. I read the first three books. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like in a weekend. And I enjoyed the hell out of them when I read them. I don't know. I'd go back and rewatch them, reread them, but I read them all. And then they announced the movie. And I remember how excited your sister was for the movie. Yes. Like insanely excited. And we went and saw it. And it was to me, it was insanely disappointing because Mm -hmm. they just I mean, the book was so grand and they couldn't count. And it's, you know, the book's always better than the movie. But in this case, there was a narrative of by Katniss in the book that was not related in the movie at all. Yes. Plus, plus the toned down violence of the killing of the kids, which I get. But still, like that completely took away a lot of the meat and potatoes of the story and what you were left with 
I had no interest in watching <clears throat> any of the other movies. Right. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if he would watch them at all or not. Um, no, I did the same thing. I watched the first one. I had read the first book and I didn't read the rest of the books, but I like I read the first book and I was like, yeah, let's go into it. And I went into it and went, this isn't that good. Like, and yeah, it wasn't again, it wasn't a bad movie. But after you've read the book, you're like, they're missing a lot of stuff. And it was for me, it was way too toned down. Like it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it was not what I was expecting. So, but I, I've got a, um, what am I trying to say? I, I have a problem with that that we'll get into when we talk about some of our shows later on anyway, that's kind of yeah. along the same lines. So, um, so what'd you watch the shows this week? Shows and stuff. I watched, I haven't watched any more, any more American horror story. Um, I started watching the second episode and it just wasn't, Great. Remember, I talked about how slow the first one was, mm-hmm. and I really didn't watch any more. And I was actually talking to someone at work about it yesterday who asked me <laughs> if I would watch American Horror Stories, uh, American Horror Story, if you will. And right, because Stories is coming back soon. Yeah, end of the month. And um, I told her what I just said to you, and she said the same thing. Like, she's watched the first three episodes, but it is, pardon me, hiccups. It is a struggle. Yeah. And, um, you know, that led us going through which seasons have you actually watched? Would you enjoy? Would you not enjoy? And it's funny how the show, either I love the season or I just don't bother. Yep. After the first couple episodes. So. Yeah, I've definitely seen that with you. Uh, but no, I watched that. Um, I watched uh, the last two episodes of Ahsoka. Those, right. Those are the final two. Yes. And um, I watched the first episode of Loki. Okay. And then I did watch a new show. Um, what's that new Jesse L. Martin show? I don't know. I didn't know he was on in another NBC. one. Yeah, he's in a new one on NBC. Is it called Found? I know there's a new Irrational. Irrational, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that that's kind of based on a book. And... Um, it's called The Irrational, actually. Let's see if I can find the premise on that before I sneeze. Hold on. Gesundheit. Thanks. Uh, the show centers on Alec Mercer, a world-renowned professor of behavioral psychology with a unique insight into human nature. Mercer lends his expertise to an array of high-stakes cases involving governments, corporations, and law enforcement. However, he meets his match in a female domestic terror suspect who turns his world upside down. I hadn't stumbled across that yet. <laughs> One of those where, um, oh, I read too much. Yeah, babe. <laughs> yep. Um, so I watched the first two episodes. Uh, the third episode was out yesterday, the ninth. Today's Tuesday, the 10th. And um, it's pretty solid. It reminds me a lot of like um, Lie to Me. Hmm. Except this guy isn't like a human truth detector. He just uses he he just knows about human behavior. So like, without giving anything away, really, in the pilot episode, uh, the first the cold open is he's called into a hostage scene where he aggressively agrees with the person's demands to get them to realize how irrational his demands are, 
And like, you know, like for, yeah, we're going to get you the helicopter like you want. Don't worry about it. Just which helicopter do you want? Do you want this one or this one? <laughs> well, what do you mean? He's like, well, this helicopter, you know, it, 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 it'll big, it'll get you some distance, uh, but it's slow. Uh, and this helicopter's fast, but it's only get you like 200 miles. And then, you know, once you land, I mean, obviously you're going to have to kill the pilot because you can tell, he'll tell you, he's not going to tell you where you are, but you're only 200 miles away. So that's really your only choice is, you know, you got to kill the pilot and everything. And then I don't know, what are you going to do from there? Because it's like, you're going to tell us where to put a vehicle for you. So like, what are you going to do after you land the helicopter? What are you going to do at that point? You know what I mean? Like he uses their, yeah. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. I haven't seen that. And of course the guy gives up, but like, that's kind of what the show is. He uses human behavior to basically like ultra explain things to people or using like estimations of behavior about things like planning memories or this or that or whatever. And it was, I don't know. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I thought it was pretty damn good. The first two nice. episodes. So I'm, I am going to keep watching it. Um, I don't know if you want to check it out or not, but possibly I, I hadn't heard about that one, but I heard about another show. I haven't watched it yet called uh, found, and it has something to do with finding people. I don't know, but it was getting a so, lot of good reviews. So, well, it stars Mark Paul Gosseler, mm. and apparently he held hostage this girl, this woman, held her prisoner, and she was a missing person. And then she either escaped or he let her go. And so now her job is that she finds missing people. That's her thing. Interesting. But in the secret world of her life, she found him kidnapped him and he is now chained up in her basement ah interesting i haven't watched anything either but that's 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 all about yeah that's an interesting concept yep um i myself uh well i myself me and julia uh watched several episodes of doctor who we uh we finished out season 11 uh, we started episode one of season 12, which was Spyfall part one. Um, uh, she's pretty spun up right now, and I don't blame her. I'm kind of spun, too, thinking about it. Um, whatever possessed Chris Chibnall to decide that in his version of Doctor Who, unit has been shut down and doesn't exist anymore. Oh, that is so stupid. And and it's at so first, stupid. At first, we were both like, this sucks. This is stupid. And then. We get Spyfall Part One, where they're taken to MI6, and they even name drop Unit and Torchwood, and the Doctor's yeah. like, "Oh, they got shut down." And, um, so yeah, that's kind of a shitty thing. Uh, I'm very happy to see that Kate is coming back in Kate Lethbridge Stewart. Uh, yeah, but yeah, so we're we just finished uh, Episode One, Spyfall Part One, which was very crazy, very over the top, super cheesy Doctor Who stuff. Uh, but we got the big reveal in the end that, you know, O was actually the master. So that's fun. Yep. Um, we have. So we were watching season five of Love is Blind. We got like four episodes in and Julie was like, this season fucking sucks dicks. And I was like, I agree. And she's like, you've never seen the first season. Let's go back and watch the first season so that you can see oh, why okay. I fell in love with the show. And I'm like, all right. So we watched most of it. But then started seeing like stuff pop up online about what was going on with this season, the fifth season. So we went back and watched it and it's a fucking dumpster fire. Like the whole premise of this is supposed to be that, you know, there's 12 men, 12 women. They all go in and do these blind dates, literally blind where they get to talk to each other, hear each other's voices, make connections. And then if you want to get to know this person better, if you want to do something, you have to get engaged. 
And then, you know, after the pods, they all go on a vacation for like two weeks in Mexico or wherever. Then they go back and they live their real life until it's time to get married. So the whole thing takes place in like uh, four weeks. (coughs) So this season, we're ending up with two weddings. So of the 24 people that went in, we're only getting two couples. And the thing is, all the stuff that's been swirling around is that there was actually five couples that got engaged but yes uh, oh so we did watch the first season kate and i did and i remember that so there's lots of couples well this is fifth season stuff so fifth oh, season. okay so fifth season stuff you're right first season you know the same thing um, happened where they only really highlighted two but a bunch of people got engaged yeah um there's actually a lawsuit right now from one of the contestants who was literally her and the guy that she got engaged with are scrubbed from the show. Like they've completely scrubbed them from the show. They don't have their names or anything because she's suing them for sexual assault and false imprisonment. Um, claiming that the guy that she got together with, they made a connection. And then in real life, he was like exposing himself, grabbing her, throwing himself on her, uh, that she went to production. They said, just keep filming. Um, so, there's there's a lawsuit that's going on right now. Plus, there's this other couple who have shown up in like like they just did the wedding dress fitting thing, you know, where the guys go to get yeah. their tuxes, the women go to get their wedding dresses. And these two people, Renee and Carter, were there like Renee's sitting there on the couch and they did this horrible edit where they asked one of the contestants, they're like, Lydia, who'd you bring with you? And she's like, oh, here's my mother. And then they cut over to Vanessa Lachey, the host, saying, hi, Renee. And Renee's like, hi. And instead of saying, like, normally they'd say Renee, 31, veterinarian, it says Renee, pod squad. So she's just labeled as pod squad now. Um, But she was there to get her wedding dress. And she's gone on Instagram and talked about this. She's like, yeah, I was there. We went down the aisle. We ended up not getting married, but they they won't show that. They've cut our – there's there's, um, stories out there, people who say, oh, I know these people. Carter was apparently very abusive. He was physically abusive, emotionally abusive, and – there's even talk that he made threats um, to harm himself or to harm production. His family is suing them if they put his story on the air. So it's just been a fucking dumpster fire. Like there's reality TV where you enjoy yourself and you're like, oh, look at the spectacle. And then there's this shit where you're just like, why am I even watching it? So um, Julia said that this is the last season she's going to watch. I, I will see how that works out, but I get it. You know, it's not enjoyable this way. So sure. Yeah. Um, so we watched that. Uh, I also watched the first steps of Loki, the last two of Ahsoka. Um, we finished season three of Only Murders in the Building, which apparently is coming back for season four. Interesting side yeah. note for you here. Uh, Chevy Chase was recently on Mark Marin's podcast and yeah. a couple of topics came up. One, Marin asked him if he would ever reunite with Steve Martin and Martin Short and do like the fourth season of Only Murders. And he's like, oh, huh. Uh, no, I'm good. I, I wish them all the best, but I want nothing to do with them. Um, he also asked him about the whole community thing. And apparently Chevy has a much different take on it. He said, you know, well, I, I left the show because um, nobody there was really funny. They they couldn't do what I did. They didn't have the same kind of humor as me. They weren't funny. And I felt like I had to dumb myself down in all my scenes and I had to really, you know, pull my punches. And so I just, I, I wasn't a good fit for that. Can you name you know, a movie that 
Can you name a movie that Chevy Chase is funny in outside the vacation movies? Possibly Funny Farm, but I haven't seen it in a long time. Oh, Fletch. Fletch. I didn't really like him in Fletch. No? No. No, I didn't really like him in Fletch. It's weird. Hmm. That or his humor as I've I his his humor, I've outgrown his humor, or I don't care about his humor anymore. I definitely don't I care think, about his humor. I think humor you're anymore. right. Funny farm, I think, was really good. We uh Yeah. So that that was just a side note on Chevy because of only murders in the building. Uh the other show that I watched was uh I watched all four episodes that are available now of Gen V. Shit. So, all right, I have this issue now where I have an eight-year-old that stays up until nine o'clock at night, and mm-hmm. then I got to put him to bed. And by the time I get to watch TV, it's like nine thirty, mm-hmm. and I'm tired myself now. So, like, I haven't watched Gen V because I have to. What can I watch in front of an eight-year-old? That is certainly right. not it. That, um, is that is certainly not it. That is absolutely on my on something because, like, I kind of once I realized it was on, I was like, oh, I kind of watched that instead of watching all nine Saw movies. Like, you know what I mean? They uh, um, they dumped the first three episodes, like one, two, three, yeah. on the first day, and then they're doing one a week. So you're not far behind. You know, there's yeah. four out now. The fifth one will come out this week. I will say though, it's great. I'm really enjoying it. Um, okay. I basically Julia was playing her switch and I was like, Hey, you mind if I put on a show? She's like, sure. And I put it on in the bedroom and like, she'll be playing her switch and then commenting on the show. She'll be like, why the fuck did they do that? And I'm like, oh, because of this. So she's half watching it, but she told me the other yeah. night, she's like, you can go ahead if you want, but I'm really enjoying half watching that with you. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> uh, but it is good. I'm really enjoying it. It's it's, right. it takes place after this most recent, I believe after this most recent season of the boys, because they've got some of the characters in there. They talk about Homelander murdering people. Um, okay. And they, you know, they've got queen Maeve and they talk about, you know, starlight and what's going on there. So yeah, it's, uh, it's good though. You're really going to enjoy it. And I look forward to talking in more depth about it. Depth. Um, so I also I, I do plan on watching that soon because uh, I love the boys. And so mm-hmm. I know this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. I did watch the f- almost I've, I've almost finished the first season of Wolf Like Me because mm. the second season's coming out. And Are I was like, I think I can- yes. OK, I was going to say, I thought we talked about that. Yeah, no, rewatching. Yes, I yeah. think I'm like, I'm pretty sure I can watch this in front of Wes. Mm-hmm. Uh so I've watched five episodes. So I'll watch the last one here sometime. Great show. Um, and it really is a great show. Like I, I'm pre- very happy with it. Um, Kate has never watched House, so oh. we have we have talked about watching that from the beginning. So at some point here, we are going to sit down and watch that together because um, that's something she's never seen. Nice. Um, but otherwise, I just got Ahsoka and uh, Loki. Ahsoka Loki. Yeah. So, yeah. um, what'd you think of Ahsoka? The fi- you know, what, as a season as a whole, what was your thoughts? <sighs> season as a whole. Okay. This is what I'll say about it. This was really good Star Wars. Yep. I really I agree with that. Th- this was very enjoyable Star Wars storytelling. This was great Star Wars world building. This was, 
Um, it, it was very enjoyable Star Wars content for me. Um, it had all the hallmarks. It had all the traits. Um, I I liked seeing Thrawn in real life. I liked seeing the reunite, reuniting with Ezra. Um, <clears throat> the the Anakin throwbacks were actually really well done. You know, surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Overall, this was good Star Wars. Um, I had several issues with it, but some of them didn't matter. Like, you know, I had had that issue with the space whales until I found out that it was just because I hadn't watched rebels to that point. And so I, I didn't know rebels, that they were yeah. a thing. Um, the, uh, I had a big problem in this last episode with the, I was glad they introduced the death troopers, but I had a big problem with the, the final fight. There where Ahsoka's like being pushed back onto the top of the temple and she's fighting the the night sister there. And at the same time, she's fending off the stormtroopers who are all firing at her. So she's deflecting bolts, fighting this woman off. And then suddenly the stormtroopers all surround her and just stand there while she fights her in the middle. Like they couldn't shoot her. They, they should have shot her. And then right after that, when Sabine comes in, she's like, she's not alone. And then they start fighting like you watch several stormtroopers like walk up to her with their guns drawn pointed at her, like walking up, doom, 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 not firing, just walking up until she takes them out. Like yeah. it was, it was terribly done in that respect. It really bothered me. What did you think? So, of this outside of rogue one, do you ever wish that they never made any new star Wars and they just left it with what we had sometimes? Yeah. I feel like sometimes the story is getting too convoluted because they're using Clone Wars and Rebels and all the TV series now. And they're trying to kind of link everything together, Marvel Cinematic Universe style, which is also getting very convoluted and and difficult, you know, kind of to, to stomach at times because they've crossed everything over so much, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so sometimes I, 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 I feel like, you know, maybe there's too much Star Wars or maybe I just watch this for <laughs> what it is and not like go, how does it relate to this? How does it relate to that? You know what I mean? Because like we have this Mandoverse movie coming mm-hmm. that I'm assuming Ahsoka is going to be in. Mm-hmm. except her and Sabine Wren and, and the, the other two are now on this other galaxy far, far away, mm-hmm. essentially trapped because I guess, you know, even if her ship wasn't destroyed, say her ship was, was fully functioning, right? How is it, it? It evidently can't fly all the way back. It, it needs that special hyperdrive engine that can push it through not just hyperspace but like through one galaxy to the next apparently right but i mean i don't know specifically how they're going to do it but i know that it'll have something to do with the statue that um skull was standing on yeah probably because apparently that was a i had to look this up that was a uh plot point in a certain arc in clone wars where there are three gods that are the representatives of the force. And that's the father who is like the yeah. neutral party. And then there's the son who's the dark and the daughter who's the light, <clears throat> which the daughter takes the form of an owl regularly, which is that owl that Ahsoka saw okay. at the end as well. So it'll have something ah. to do with that. 
Okay. All right. But that gets to the point that you were making, which is everything's tied to each other. Yeah. You know? Right. The only thing that's not is Andor. Because, mm-hmm. oh, and I guess technically Obi-Wan Kenobi, because that takes place long before this, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, Kenobi's dead at this time. Mm-hmm. So, and Andor, you know, I, I enjoy that, but like we all know what's going to happen after the end of the second season. Yeah. He's going to mint up with Jane, uh, uh, not Jane Eyre, Jeez and Crow. Mm. I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I just can't think of her name all of a sudden. Jin. Um, Jin Urso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna meet up with her, and oh, he's, he's gonna be dead not too long after that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but he's so gonna get to plans to Leia. Yep, yep. So, like, anyways, like, so Andor's cool, but there's a finality to it already. So, like, I'm gonna watch <laughs> it, enjoy it, and then I'll have to watch Rogue One, because that movie's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, I liked Ahsoka as a whole. Uh, like you said, it was very good Star Wars. We got a great story. I love the Anakin flashbacks. I thought um, I thought Ray Stevenson was absolutely phenomenal. And it sucks that he's gone. Him. His character was just so good. But I thought mm-hmm. Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano was really, really good. Um yeah, so we had episodes seven and eight, and basically it's it's the story of we have uh, a C-3PO cameo in part seven. That was mm-hmm. kind of neat. Yeah, I, that was great. And obviously yeah. it's because we couldn't have Princess Leia. I mean, they could have done her CGI, but I like this this version better. I'm glad that Me they too. sent 3PO as a representative. Basically be like, oh, yeah, she authorized it. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't have more of crappy politics. I just didn't want to deal with that. Yeah. So, um, go ahead. Well, I was going to say it like I chose my words carefully and I think you did, too. And there's a reason that we're both kind of on the same page here. Like this was good Star Wars. Yeah. Like. So at the end of the most recent episode, it, it was another one that Julie was playing her switch. And she's like, so is this good show? And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, I don't know. Just the little bits that I was seeing it. I know it's Star Wars, but it just didn't seem like it's like a good show. And I was like, it's good Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. But, but when I'm sitting here watching shows like The Boys or Gen V which is not yeah. cinematic masterpiece. I'm not, I'm not saying that no, they're the no, Godfather. No, 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 no. But when no. I can see things that are much more adult, that are, that have better character development, that have deeper plot lines. Um, yeah. It makes me look at stuff like the Star Wars world, or like you said, even the MCU at this point, and say, okay, um, I don't have the zeal for it that I used to. I will be a Star Wars fan until the day that I die. You know, I, oh, I same, same. I love Star Wars, but, yeah. but it's it um, it's a little tiring. Well, it's like um, Loki. Okay, <clears throat> first episode of Loki season two, I thought was phenomenal. I absolutely loved it. We'll get into oh, it, obviously. God, yeah. But I missed it. So, but <laughs> someone said to me today, you know, if you didn't watch the first season, you'd have no clue what was going on. It's true. Because it literally jumps in, like, not that it's the season two premiere, but, like, it's just another episode. It's a continuation of season one. 
Absolutely. And like moments after the first season ends. Yeah, there's no backstory. There's no building. Like if you hadn't watched season one, you would be lost. Whereas the, if you've if you've never watched Star Wars before, you could watch Ahsoka and you can watch this encapsulated story and like you learn enough about Ahsoka and Sabine's relationship and why they're, you know, astray about Ahsoka and Anakin's relationship. And then you'd be like, oh, wait, what, why is that Darth Vader guy here? I know about mm. him, you know, like you could watch this having never watched Star Wars before and and you could potentially enjoy it mm-hmm. uh, for what Absolutely. it is. Whereas yeah. like Loki season one, if you hadn't watched the first season, you're lost. And even the recap that they gave you in the beginning, because I said that to Julie when we sat down, I was like, yeah. I hope they give us a recap because I I remember what happened, but it would be nice to have a quick refresher. And it was very brief, but yeah. it gave enough for somebody who had watched it to be like, oh, yeah, I remember if those you, story beats. If you had watched it, that refresher would have been fantastic. It was fantastic. Um, but anyhow, you kind of already touched on it. Ahsoka ends with uh thrawn and the three sisters because the other one is dead now um leaving and heading back towards the galaxy that we know Mm -hmm. with his death star and his army and everything so he can go relaunch the empire or whatever and ahsoka and sabine wren and um david tennant (laughs) david tennant yeah but like Ahsoka and Sabine Wren and uh, damn it, Skull. Yeah, Skull. Jeez, I'm pro. Yeah. yeah, that was that was actually Balin Skull. Horrifically, and I'm so Shin, sad that he's gone because I wanted yeah, to know, know what was going on with his story. Like he yeah. had his own path, he had his own destiny. Like he said well, that he's like my destiny yeah. leads me elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. So I, I said the three sisters, the great mothers. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, I mean, Ezra Bridger manages to get on the ship and he escapes with them and we see him rejoin the Alliance or the Rebels or whatever they're called now. Um, and Haiti joins up with the, the Sand Pirates or the Sand Ninjas, I guess, in this case. Um, and then, like you said, Skulls with the, the Mortis Gods, in this, but we don't know what he's doing. And Unless they recast him, which I heard potentially leave Shriver. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I'm sad yeah. that the that the actor is passed away, but yeah. I don't know if you could just recast a role. Like people don't like that these days. I know, I know. But anyhow, so I mean, that's how it ended. It ended with a cliffhanger, and I don't know if we're getting this movie before we get the second season. Right. I don't even know if we're getting a second season of Ahsoka. I, I haven't heard. I don't. I don't know. Um, Maybe. Yeah, I haven't seen it was renewed. Um. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, it's it's not like the it's not like the rebels or the cartoons going to take off. This is the continuation of Rebels. This is right. continuation. This is a spinoff of the Mandalorian. This is way after the Clone Wars. So, mm-hmm. but but. Again, much like the first season of Star Trek Discovery, nothing that we've seen in any of these shows that are post-Jedi have been reflected on in Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, did, did I miss something where Ahsoka got redder? I feel like 
in the beginning of the season, she was like the normal orange color that we've gotten used to. And then like by the end of it, she was like beet red. I don't know. Are they okay. slowly transitioning her to Rosario Dawson's natural skin color? Uh, no, this was like red, red, like almost I like, no, I thought I'm not going to lie with my or... colorblindness. I guess I didn't <clears throat> even oh, notice that's that true. she was orange. Yeah. Like I can see color, but like Rosario Dawson's black. And so I'm looking at her. Well, she's light brown or black or whatever, you know, light skinned or dark skinned. I mean, but not dark, dark. It doesn't matter. So to me, like I didn't notice any skin color transformation on her person. No, she was definitely in makeup to make her orange because. Okay. Um, yeah, I forgot about the colorblind thing. <laughs> Didn't even think about that for this. But yeah, yeah. Uh, she had orange. But then by the end of the season, she was like much redder colored. It's very interesting. Oh, I, I'll have I to Google that and see if. I cannot say I noticed that in any way, shape or form. Okay. Um, and it could just be me. Maybe I was watching yeah. it on the wrong TV or something. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know how deep we want to dive in Loki season two. I mean, it has been five days since the episode came out, but like if people haven't watched that, I'd hate to ruin it for them, but, uh, it basically picks up right where the last episode end uh, ended up, you know, at the, with the TVA headquarters. Cause remember Loki showed up and he was there, but it wasn't his timeline. Yes. And well, we're dealing basically with that fallout. Like we thought that it was just a whole different reality and it that's kind true. of that's is, true. but he was in the yeah. past before they yeah. ever met him. Yeah. And essentially we find out here cause we, fi- we had found out that like, Oh again, I don't want to ruin it, but like Mobius go ahead and ruin it. The second episode is coming out shortly. Fine. We, I don't think we found this out in the first season unless I forgot, but like everyone in the TVA are variants themselves, which we knew. Yes. But like, apparently they've had their memories wiped several times. Yes. And they're like several hundred years old. Yes. So, um, but yeah, so he was in the, cause they don't remember seeing all the, the, the statues. Cause in the past, which we find out it's past, we have the, he who remains or, 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 you know, uh, Kang's whatever the, this ver- version of him, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, statues all over the place in the past, but we don't see them in the present. And that's what led you to believe we're in an alternate timeline because all of a sudden, like, He's now there, but that was technically the past. And then they just covered it all up and erased everyone's memories. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see Loki getting pulled back and forth. And I love the interaction between Mobius and Loki. Oh my he's God. Like, I can't remember their lines, but he's like, does it look bad? No, it looks okay. And then he's like, oh, I, I just, I, I wish you could give me a heads up because I just don't want to see that. I thought you didn't look too bad. No, it looks, it looks horrible. Like <laughs> it's the thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and then and then like they're having that exchange in an elevator and then they just go what did you think wasn't that horrible and we pan over yes. we see this timid little woman like <laughs> yeah he's like didn't you think that was terrible to look at um looks like I, you're being I born love... and dying at the exact same time yes that's what... <laughs> um, <sighs> yeah no that was that was pretty damn fantastic I can't pronounce his name. I'm going to screw it up. Ki Hu Kwang? Yes. Okay. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal in his role as OB down in the basement, wherever he was in that section. I can't remember what they called it. Uh, 
um, where where because he's oh it looks like he's time slipping, but that's impossible because that doesn't exist. Well, you just witnessed it. Oh yeah, it, it can't, did. It can't not. happen. It can't happen in the uh, TVA. He's like, well, you yeah. just watched it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I did. that was really that. odd. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty odd, wasn't it? I love how he slips in the past and he sees Obi there and he goes, hey, Obi. And he's like, oh, oh, I like that nickname. What's up? And he explains to him what's happening. He's like, time slipping can't happen to TVA. Well, you just witnessed it. Oh, yeah, I did. Well, do you think you could like, what could you do? He's like, well, I mean, I could build a temporal or extractor, but I mean, Bob, he's like, well, can you build it now and just leave it laying around for the future? And it cuts to the future. We need a temple or extractor. Yeah, I mean, I just don't have one of those laying around. I just, hold on a second. Oh, yeah, dude. It's right here. Because his memories are catching up with him. It's so yeah. well done the way that they did that. Yeah. Um, Wait, I remember that guy that came in here before, way back. It was yeah. like a, a couple hundred years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember him. Yeah. He was time slipping, too. Just, Oh, it was Loki. Oh, it was the same guy. I just, I love that whole thing, the whole bit, uh, pulling him from the time stream. Like, I don't know. I just, the show was fantastic. I loved, like, yeah. I don't have any holes in my, and I don't, I don't have any complaints about it. No, no. About halfway through, Julia looked at me and goes, God, I missed this. Like, this yeah. is so much fun to watch. And it's true. Like, the banter well, that they have back and forth with each other is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, they, this was really a setup episode. The entire thing was just like a. Yes. And well, you have a portion. So you have like a portion of the TVA who's like, no, we have to remain, you know, we have to maintain structure. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other people like, no, all these strings are variants in people's lives. You can't go murder all these innocent people. Right. Because we, the timeline isn't, it's all, it's a farce. It's not precious and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was just. Yeah, you can't wipe all these all these branches to maintain yep. this one timeline. You just and then obviously those people there. That's a lot more weapons to go off to find Sylvie than they're saying they need. And I don't know. I just I thought the whole thing was well done. Like you said, a tremendous setup to get us to where the rest of the season's going. Yeah, without uh, there's more mystery going on because we know yeah. that Kang is coming. We know that you know we saw the mural that he had in there, and it was. Yes. Like the carved faces were the council of Kangs. Like there were yes. five different Kangs in there. And and he reveals it to the present TVA. Like, see, look, you don't remember this because they've wiped your memories. Yeah. Because they're yep. trying to control you. Yep. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I just I thought it was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. Did you watch the mid scene credit? I did. Did you like that? I liked Sylvie in 1982, Oklahoma, going to the McDonald's. So I had to look it up because, of course, there's always something there. And this is probably just a nod. Literally, I think that's all it is. However, here's the thing. Broxton, Oklahoma, in 2007, when, oh, God, I can't even remember who it was. uh, Somebody took over Thor. And they this was right after Ragnarok had happened. So when he took over writing Thor, Ragnarok had happened. All the Asgardians were dead. And they all were reborn as mortals in Broxton, Oklahoma. Um, oh. And they were all reborn as mortals with no memory of their past. Thor was the yeah. first one to realize what was going on, started breaking the rest of them out of it. Um, but they established new Asgard there in just outside of Broxton. And they paid using Asgardian treasure that they had. Um, they paid for the lands. Uh, it was actually a floating city above there. But yep. that was also the first time 
uh, in 2007 when this happened. That was the first time when Loki reborn, uh, when Loki decided to come back to life, was reborn as a woman. So this was the first time that we ever saw a female Loki. So it's fitting that Sylvie is there. Again, I think it's just a nod. You know, it's just like, a, I think hey, it's cool, this though. Was a, yeah, it's very cool. I, I can't imagine that they're cool. going like to be that. like, oh, here's where all the Asgard because it's 1982. I, I don't think. Right. So. Right. But, but still, I like that. I like that a lot. Yep. Me too. No, I, I loved it. Pruned. That's the word. You can't prune everything. But I, I loved it. I thought this was fantastic. Um, yeah. Really well and, done. I loved Ob's character. I really hope we get to see him more. And I'm already sad that it's only six episodes. I know it's another one of those things where um, it's like when we were watching Ms. Marvel and we were like, damn, this is good TV. Like if more Marvel shows were like this, more Marvel movies were like this, I'd be more excited to watch it. Um, This is more proof of that. You know, this is another example of God damn. I wish that they could do more with this. Um, but again, it's like it's part of the MCU, but it's also its own thing because we're not going to see the Avengers assemble. We're not going to see Ant-Man. We're not going to see Captain America or anything like that. So it's too bad. But and plus with everything going on with Jonathan Majors, who knows what's going to happen there. So it's great TV, but it's not necessarily like rehooking me into the MCU and being like, yeah, I can't sure. wait. Like, yeah, there there was a time when I knew the release dates for the next five years of every Marvel movie and was watching with bated breath. I don't remember what the next one is. I I don't know when it comes out. I think they climax with Endgame. Mm -hmm. And as they they meant to. Yeah. And they they probably should have just started over, quite frankly. Yeah. But I will say this, though, you know, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home was so flipping good wasn't it and you could you couldn't have had that without you know endgame and everything so mm-hmm. yeah yeah um uh movies i i watched a lot of movies i watched two okay uh, i'm gonna let watch? you take that. uh we watched the second john wick okay um, john wick chapter two um sure great movie once again, uh, a little more over the top, a little more ridiculous. You know, we're starting to get yep. into that. Hmm. Uh, but still good. This was the first introduction, yes. what you were talking about with the uh, bulletproof suits, you know, but only he had it. He was the yes. only one that had it this time. Dude, and by it, the fourth one, they all have them. Well, it was still, you know, he still got hit and like fell yeah. down. You know, he still got hurt. From so, it. Now in this, it's just like, like yeah yeah like they're ricocheting off and yeah i i take i take issue with that um but it's still a good movie it was still enjoyable she still liked it we'll check out the third one and then eventually the fourth one which i haven't seen so that'll be fun um and then we also watched one that i'm sure you watched which was totally killer okay let's wait on that one yeah let's wait Okay. So so you run them um, down for me. We go, I watched a ton of movies. I mean, I watched basically all 10 Saw movies by the end of it um, in the last two weeks. So Saw 10, I went in theaters and saw it. Um, I'm not going to give away a ton. It's an in-between call. It takes place after Saw 1, but prior to Saw 2. Okay. So it fits in 
you know, canically and storyline wise, it fits in between those two movies, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it makes sense. So I can tell you the formula of every Saw movie from Saw 2 to 7, even Saw 8 for that matter, was basically somebody on a quest in a kill house. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. They're questing through. They either have to stop other people from dying or find their way out or save their partners in crime or work together or whatever. But it's a, a person or a group of people on a quest. And that's the main, like, trap area besides the cold open trap of course and then there's the ongoing storyline that's also going on etc etc so in this one it's different okay Um, oh yeah yeah i say that i i've seen the preview i know the plot line so (laughs) yeah like i'm without giving it away essentially uh he goes to mexico and someone tries to scam him and he's like you fucked with the wrong person they they andy kaufman him Yes, basically, yes. <laughs> and he's like, except, you know, so now he's got some makeshift traps that he put together based on, you know, the time he had to do it and the materials on hand. But this is after the first one, which wasn't this is like after the first one, which, which there in were itself traps. was. Yes, but that was primarily like it's, you know, the you know, Dr. Gordon and and the other guy in the room, Lee Winnell's character. I can't think of his name off the top of my head now. But it's them in a room together, you know, and they're chained and they want them to cut their feet off to get out. Mm-hmm. And then there's the investigation where we're learning about all these other traps and the people involved in everything um, and the storyline going along with that. Uh, this is after all that, but prior to part two. So. So watching them again, did you watch the quality go down? Um. Yes and no. I actually still like them all, except Spiral, because I don't like Chris Rock's voice. Okay. And his yell acting style. And in reality, that was a really bad movie. So the movies themselves, I thought, were good. Um, I hated the, I was Jigsaw's first apprentice, and I was a secret apprentice, and I'm an apprentice. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. all these disciples he has, and no one knows about each other, especially with Saw 9, uh, Saw 8, which was called Jigsaw, and it's like you meet the first, first disciple of Jigsaw, and I mean, the movie itself is still good. It's just like, that was like, wah, wah, that's, (laughs) you know, that reveal or whatever. Um, None of them are better than the first one, you know, Um, what I appreciated, though, about it is with the progression of the movies is unlike the Matrix or Underworld. When they got the bigger budget to make the movies, they didn't make them shinier. And I'll just go like in the first Matrix and the first Underworld, like their black leather cat suit outfits got dirty Mm -hmm. because they were fighting and there was blood and guts and whatever. Whereas in every other Underworld movie and every other Matrix, they're always clean and shiny. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I like, oh, bigger budget, everything's clean and shiny, everything's blah, 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 blah. It's not that gritty feel. Whereas Saw really never lost the gritty feel. Yeah. But the traps, some of the traps did get exceptionally more elaborate as time went on, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's just, you know, this creativity coming out. Anyhow. Uh, so I watched those. I did watch several new movies, new to me and new in general. Okay. Um, uh, rewatch was get out. 
<laughs> just saw that pop up on Prime the other day, and we were like, yeah. oh, that was such a good movie. Still good, still great. She's still a psycho because she eats cereal dry and then drinks milk. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fantastic. the psychopathic behavior. Exactly. A fantastic documentary on, on Amazon called Kelsey. About It's not really about the Kelsey brothers. Um, it's about Jason Kelsey from the Eagles, and we're like, he was going to retire from football, but that's the season him and his brother end up playing against each other in the Super Bowl. And uh, it was really good. I enjoyed it thoroughly. You know, uh, hmm. it's something I can throw on in front of Wes, and I liked it a lot. Uh, nice. I watched a movie called Follow Her, and I think I found it on. What did I find that on? It was on one of the streaming services. I don't know if it was HBO Max. might have been HBO Max. I should write that down probably. Um, that just came out this year. Um, let's see here. Does it tell me on, on the old IMDb? It's not telling me on that. Oh, Showtime. So it was on Paramount Plus. Um, an aspiring actress responds to a mysterious classified ad and finds herself trapped in her new boss's twisted revenge fantasy. Hmm. Um, it was pretty damn good. It was actually pretty damn good. It's basically kind of looking at like, how people today use like there's a social media thing called hive and this person like videotapes her like she answers like a craigslist ad for someone that wants needs an actress for like um uh a chewing gum commercial but in reality he just wants to tickle her and make her laugh because he's a that's what gets him off and so she goes and she's I made a hundred bucks and then she films the whole thing and puts it on her hive. But she like, you know, blurs out his face and everything. Um, and uh, yeah. And, and there's, there's a pretty good twist in that one. I, I like sounds that. familiar. I there's been a couple other movies like it, but this one did just come out this year. What was it called again? Follow her because they want you to follow her. Not follow oh, her, oh, oh, follow her. Oh, like a social media thing. Yes, social media okay. thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, okay. I watched <laughs> Near Dark. That's a that's a Kristen uh, Kristen a Catherine Bigelow 1987 vampire flick where they don't actually say they're vampires, but they're clearly vampires. Okay. Um, because the sun really messes with them and they need to drink blood, but it's not the cool or the suave or sophisticated vampires we're used to who seem to be like, usually vampires are displayed as one way, like vampires from like, say Dracula or the comedic vampires from what we do in the shadows or the lost boy style, or, you know, the, uh, the crazed 30 days of nights type vampires. Mm -hmm. These were like gypsy vampires, traveling gypsies. But they're vampires okay. and they travel at night and da 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 da. And I guess a Catherine Bigelow flick came out in '87. I don't know. I don't ever remember watching it. I don't know how it it. Um, I don't know how it escaped me, but it did escape me. Okay. But I thought it was. I thought it was pretty damn solid. Yeah, hmm. I liked it quite okay. thoroughly. Uh, let's see here. I watched. I watched Winnie the Blue Blood and Honey. Really? I did that. Yeah, it's on Peacock. Oh, wow. Already? Yep. And, um, you know, quite frankly, <laughs> no, it's it it pretty damn good. Really? I mean, it's just basically a standard Mike Myers, Jason Voorhees slasher flick. 
except Winnie the Pooh is the killer. And, and it's because he felt like him and the rest of the animals of the hundred acre wood felt like they were abandoned by Christopher Robin. And no. um, so it's really, it's actually like, it's really not that bad. I like it's worth a watch. <laughs> I was quite surprised. I watched VHS 1985 on Netflix on uh, Shutter that came out last Friday, the sixth. Yeah. Um, if you watch the other VHS flicks, the found footage type movies, this is pretty solid. It's five stories. They're not interconnecting, but they're kind of as told on. They're on a VHS tape that someone recorded these different stories on, or they recorded over this documentary. That's the ongoing background story. Um, there was five stories. Three of them were really good. One and the other two were pretty much garbage. Okay. But the three that were good uh, were quite good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the first story, because like there's one story that's told in between the others, but the first complete story of these guys that these kids that go to the beach and go to this lake or whatever, that was a great story. Uh, another complete story, I think it's the second complete story. No, it was the third third complete story um was really good it was connected to the first um i enjoyed that one thoroughly it's about this family who like they like to randomly kill people for fun but it's like a whole family of them and it's like you know what you do when as you grow older um and then it's just what you do yeah yeah it's just what you do and then there's there the fourth story i guess i'm going to call it the fourth story if you will um let me see if they got titles Here we go. Yeah, so the first story was called No No Wake. Seven friends travel in RV to a camp lake, ignoring signs, warning visitors against swimming there. Uh, second one was called God of Death. That was that was okay. A Mexican it's all in Spanish. It's a Mexican news crew for the morning news. An earthquake strike. They, these Aztec gods come to life. It's like okay. Um that old story. Yeah, uh, uh, the story three T K N O G D was about like this virtual reality type thing. It was terrible. Um, oh yeah, story five, four Ambrosia, a teenage uh, girl named Ruth is shown getting her family together. Ruth's mom asked to go out and bring in a potato salad for the party. Uh, um, so everything's kind of done. So like, there's some there. This is like her sweet sixteen. Or her bar mitzvah, whatever, except it's her showing her family how she went and killed all these people. Hmm. Um, but it, and it's connected to story one, No Wake. And then the last story is called Dream Kill. And the home invasion is seen from the point of view of the killer. And this was fantastic. Like, I don't even want to get into it. Involves a kid that's got like psychic dreams, and I, I I loved it. I thought this was friggin' fantastic. Like nice, friggin' fantastic. Um, and then this is the story that was cut in between is called Total Copy, and it it was it was not good. No. Yeah. So there's technically six stories, but they're counting the two of them that they broke apart as one. I counted okay. as two separate stories. So I'd say three of the six were good. Okay. Yeah. We watched 2003, 2023's The Haunted Mansion on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, the new one. Yeah, that was really good. Um, <coughs> I like the Eddie Murphy one better, but that, that was really, really good. I enjoyed the hell out of it. 
Nice. Um, we watched the uh, Kate and I watched Reptile on Netflix. How was that? I really enjoyed it. Um, it doesn't. It it takes place in Scarborough, Maine. Really? Yep. Interesting. They like, did they film, film it there? there too? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, they definitely didn't film it there, but it takes place in Scarborough, Maine. He works for the Homicide Division of the Scarborough Police Department, which does not exist. Um. <laughs> But yeah, because yeah, yeah, it Not was really there. good. Yeah, it, no, it was good really, really good. Well, I mean, Justin Timberlake, Alicia Silverstone, Benicio del Toro. I mean, yeah, it was it was really really freaking good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I would check that one out. It's a great crime thriller. I would give it a hard sell. Awesome. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about this next one. Watch Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Okay. It is a direct sequel to the 2019 Pet Cemetery, not the 1989 Pet Cemetery. Okay. Um, that being said, of all the Pet Cemetery movies that are out there, this is by far the best one. Mm, um, okay. I it's my favorite Pet Cemetery movie. I enjoyed the hell out of this. This is takes place in 1969. It's a young Judd Crandall in Ludlow, Maine. And it kind of tells the story of how he like first discovered the, 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 you know, the, the burial ground and what it can do and everything and how his family and other families in the town are connected to it. And this, this was an awesome story. Like I really, they, I really, they kind of changed the myth, the, the folk, the mythos of it a little bit, you know, but. Didn't I you just say it was early. a sequel to the. No, it's a prequel. Okay, I thought you said sequel. I may have said sequel. It's a prequel. It's a prequel okay. to the 2019, not the 1989. So, okay. okay. Um, yeah, no, I I enjoyed it thoroughly. I really, really, really liked it a whole shitload. And um, I'm probably overselling it, but I would give that a hard sell of something you need to watch. Okay. Thanks. And then the last movie I watched uh, was Totally Killer. And I absolutely friggin' loved it. It was fucking great. Uh, Kate and Addison and I, Kate, Addison and I all watched it together. Um, fun, like a happy death day fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's how I explained it to you. Yep. I friggin' loved the movie. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, Julie asked me at the end what my favorite part of it was. Odd question, okay. but I was like, cool. Um, and I think for me, the best part was the way that they did the time travel. Um, yes, yes. Again, I've gone on rants before about Endgame and how they do it wrong. And, um, yeah. you know, my preferred method of time travel and the laws and dynamics. And they went with the Back to the Future style, but they actually uh, they did the the better version of that. I don't, I don't want to give too yeah. much away. It just came out on Friday. Yeah. And you know, I don't want to give too much away either, but it's funny. Um, obviously there's some violence. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. I loved, go ahead. I loved the 2023 girl, the almost stereotypical, like the 2023, like, ah, I can't think of the words I want to use, but basically like, 
Gen the touchy feeliness, the Gen Z, I guess, the touchy feeliness, the that's unacceptable behavior, or you shouldn't act like that, or that's inappropriate. Like, you know what I mean? Like how we've changed as a society now, and she's trying to imply that or instill that in 1987, yeah. and how it just doesn't fit. And my wife was just like, "This is really coming off that like everyone in 1987 were just assholes." And I'm like, "Well, you were born in '86." I was born in 79. This is pretty accurate for 1987. Yeah. In all honesty. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's the, the eighties were a different time and, and that's not yeah. to make excuses for people, but yeah, there were no. things that happened back then that like the, the yeah. woman just smoking in the car and filling the yes. car with smoke, you know, yes. everybody's windows everywhere. are all up, the cars full of smoke Her kids are in the car. Yes, absolutely. I lived yeah. that. People were just smoking everywhere. Like that was yeah. a typical thing. Um, yeah. I really liked the minor digs. Like when she went to the school guidance counselor and she was like, uh, I'm a transfer student and I need my schedule because you could check my rent. And the woman's like, here's your schedule. She's like, what? here's a schedule. Gonna... Just go to class. You're supposed yeah. to be in gym right now. Yeah. You're yeah. not going to look up my records or anything. She's like, why? Like Why? there were a yeah. lot of things like that where, yeah. you know, she'd be like, uh, uh, we're here for the safety inspection. We have to shut down the ride. He's like, okay, I'm going. Okay. Go, go. Wait, you're just so, going to leave like that <laughs> because or like, you know, I know you can't tell me these things, but if you could really tell me where this one student, what class she's in, blah, blah. I know it's like, yeah, she's in this class. Go away. I'm reading my book. Yeah. And yeah. Similarly, I had to tell Julia, I was like, yeah, you know, back then there was no internet. There was no right. like you couldn't just go on and Google somebody. You couldn't just, you know, right. call up another school to check the record. Nobody wanted to do that. You were just like, yeah, no. whatever. So without yeah. without the Internet to- introducing the idea that we all lie all the time and exactly. that people are deceitful, everyone yeah. was just like, I don't fucking care. Sure. You're right. telling the truth. It's like, oh, it's she's trying to put that 2023 mentality in 1987 <laughs> and it didn't work out, you know? Yeah. Um, I loved like when she went in and she was like, oh, no, the woman's like and she's like, oh, do you know where, you know, Pam, whatever, where who Pam, where wherever she is. And the girl was like, yeah, she's at school, like kind of like where you're supposed to be. Come on, I'll give you a ride. What? Yeah. I'm not getting in the car with a stranger. Oh, honey, just get in the car. I'll give you a ride over there. Like <laughs> she's just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I love Totally Killer. I thought it was a fantastic flick. Absolutely. If if you want a good, fun, funny, uh, Halloween murder type, just go watch it. If you yeah, liked Happy I, Death Day, absolutely fucking watch this. Yeah, I mean, it was it was I was way better than I anticipated to be. Honey, you like totally killer. Oh yeah, that's right. She even said she'd watch it again. And a lot of times when we finish watching a movie, she says, "I don't need to watch that again." <laughs> nice. And this one was, I'd watch that again. So, yeah. That's a good endorsement right there. It really is, quite frankly. <laughs> it really is. Right. We got a plethora of trailers. Uh, yes. Not a lot of news stories, but a lot of trailers. Yeah, I got I, I long way to go back. Long way to go back, I think. Uh, September 27th is what I see. Yeah. Uh, there was a story that I sent you at the time before we had two more episodes of Ahsoka, that was basically there's yeah. a tie between Ahsoka and Jedi Fallen Order, the language yeah. that was on the walls. And and uh, it's a cool tie in. It never panned out to anything or at least it not did yet. Not, did it? No. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Living for the Dead. 
trailer on Hulu. You were you were very interested in that. Uh, this, I feel, was the first step on what you were talking about, which was, um, you know, how all the trailers were kind of good. Uh, this is the one that it's a it's the creators of Queer Eye, Five Fabulous Queer Ghost Hunters Roam the Country, Helping the Living by Healing the Dead. Uh, yeah, like that looks shockingly good. It's it does. A, five amazing queer ghost hunters. Amazing queer ghost hunters travel the nation to save the living from the amending of the dead. Yeah, they will reveal the unseen and reveal untold tales as they investigate some of the most notorious haunted places around the globe. Like, I'm like, this actually looks pretty damn good. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be it comes out the 18th of uh, October on the Hulu. Yep. Yep. I'll probably check that out. Um, Fingernails on Apple TV. Some of these I have to go back and recheck them and see because it's been so long uh, since we. Yeah, a lot, lot of trailers, a lot of trailers. Oh, yeah, this is the one uh, where. Uh, Anna and Ryan have found true love. It's proven by controversial new technology. They're just one problem, as Anna still isn't sure. She's taken a position at a love testing institute and it meets the mirror. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's basically we've seen things like this in Black Mirror and stuff where they found a test to say, yep, you two are meant to be together. You're truly in love. And so the science backs it. But she and this guy start falling for each other. And it's like, well, do we believe the science or do we believe our hearts? Yep. Yeah. It looks pretty solid. Yeah. Luke Wilson's in it. Kind of decent cast. Um, cheesy, ridiculous, stupid-looking, amazing show, movie. Relax, I'm from the future. As soon as I saw Riz Darby yep. was in it, I was like, okay, I'll check it out. Yep. It, it yeah, a man terrible. from the future, now trapped in the past, tries to make a life for himself, oblivious to the consequences he set in motion. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. It looks great. Uh, Night of the Hunted. What the fuck? This, this one looks, um, it, it's a shutter, which normally I know you're a big shutter fan. Normally I see something on shutter and I'm like, okay, you know, it, it's a direct to video kind of thing, but this looks damn yeah. good. Yeah, no, this really does look good. Uh-huh. It's the one where her and her fiance, husband, boyfriend, whatever, stop at a gas station and yeah, a sniper takes him out and he's hunting her and it was really, really good. Although as somebody said in the comments, glad they showed the whole movie. Cause they basically showed you the whole movie in the trailer. Well, that was, that was a, fl- that was a trailer that I, I stopped. Yeah. That was one yeah. where you get the gist of it. And then you're like, yeah, I, I can't. Yeah. I saw what I needed to see. I yep. don't need to see anymore. Like it looks good. It's going to be on shutter. I'm going to watch this. Um, not sure. I can't remember when it comes out, but yeah, I like it. It's not like a Halloween movie. It's just a movie. Right. Um, obliterated. Obliterated. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this uh, is from the people who did Cobra Kai and apparently it's a movie. I thought it was yeah. a series, but it's a movie. No, I, it's a series. Is it a series? Yeah. It comes out November. Oh yeah. 30th. A new series. Okay. So it is a series. Yeah. Um, see Thomas Howell's in it. I'm, I can't remember what the last thing he was in. Basically, they're a crew of you know professionals, hitmen, bomb disarming. You know, they're they're awesome people. They're they're the badasses. Yeah. You know, the ones that 
Jason Statham is. And uh, they do a job. They stop a bomb from blowing up Vegas and they're celebrating and they get fucking wasted or obliterated. And uh, then get a call that says, oh, you didn't disarm the real bomb. That was a fake. Now you have to disarm the real bomb. And they're hung over. They're wasted. They're wrecked and trying to do their awesome job. So I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be super fun and I can't wait. (coughs) I will check that out for sure. And it's a series. So yeah, that makes it kind of cool. Um, I said to the trailer for wolf like me season two, don't need to watch it. It's going to happen. I didn't even watch it because I'm just going to watch it anyway. So I didn't bother. Uh, I sent you one for an anime on Netflix called captain laser Hawk, a blood dragon remix. So I watched it. it. I'm okay with that. So Far Cry 3, I believe, uh, is a game. It's first-person shooter. And it started getting, like, it, w- it was a good game. But they had this arcade cabinet in there um, that was Blood Dragon. And it was kind of a spoof of, like, Doom and Duke Nukem and, and those kind of games. Yeah. And they made a spin-off game of it and it was just over the top, like Tyrannosauruses with lasers on their head and stuff. It was fucking crazy. And it was just meant to be like the stereotypical eighties action movie in a video game form, but like over the top ridiculous. Yep. It was super fun. And so this is based on that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Netflix was having a whole animation thing. That's why we say, got yeah, so many like, in a row. Yeah. You had that Netflix anime and then Devil May Cry. Again, based on a Tomb video Raider, game. The, Tomb Raider, The Legend of Laura Croft. And Another then Blue video Eyed game. Samurai. Not a video game. I, I didn't see like, I, I've not, I've heard, I never heard of Captain Laserhawk. I've heard of Devil May Cry. Yep. I've heard of Tomb Raider, obviously. I, I would assume. Uh, Blue, Eyes, Blue Eyes Samurai. I, I, I don't, I didn't know what that was. That one looks kind of cool. I like that one. Um. Yeah, that one is uh, mixed race, master of the sword, lives a life in disguise while seeking revenge in uh, Endo period Japan. Sure, I mean, like if it was live action, it'd be badass. It's probably cool. Yep. Um, uh, the curse. I, this trailer gave us nothing. No, it really did not give us anything. You have to actually read the description. Um, it says it's a genre bending Showtime series that explores how an alleged curse disturbs the relationship of a newly married couple as they try to conceive a child while co-starring in their new home improvement show. It's got Emma Stone, Nathan uh, Fielder, is, Benny Sadfi. Um, it's a, it's a TV show. It's a TV show where they have a home improvement TV show and they're also allegedly cursed and trying to have a baby could be good. I don't know. But the trailer gives you nothing because it's basically just like 30 seconds of them standing in front of the camera talking because, you know, it's part of their home renovation show. So they're yeah. cutting a promo or something. Yep. Basically, yeah. Uh, down low. That was interesting. A deeply repressed man, the uninhibited young man that gives him a happy ending and the lives they ruin along the way. Zachary Quinto. Yeah, but a guy discovering that he's apparently gay. Yep. Well, I think he knew he was. He's just very repressed yeah. about it. Sure, sure. Um, uh, this wasn't so much a trailer, but it was a fun little promo yeah. video for Gen V. 
Yeah. The, the cast of the boys welcoming them and flipping them all off. Yep. No, that looked good. I liked it. Yep. Uh, oh, so, this pissed my buddy off. My buddy John. Why? Uh, because these are the only three characters that he's confirming are carrying forward into the DC universe. So uh, the existing Amanda Waller, Blue Beetle, yeah. and Peacemaker. Yeah, that means nobody else. As in, like, why the frig are we watching a new Aquaman movie then? Like, yeah. everything's gone. Like, There's everything's no confirmation gone. of Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, none of it. No. Even The Flash wasn't listed there. It's just those three. So... Now, he could add to that list later, but he's saying that these are the three that are definitely moving on. Yes. yes I was surprised yes. to see Blue Beetle, though. Yeah, me too, but I guess people people like it. Um, uh, Argyle. I'm trying to remember that one now. Argyle I will watch the fuck out of, because Argyle looks like a super suave spy movie, and it's by Matthew Vaughn, who did the Kingsman stuff and Kick-Ass. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And Henry Cavill's in there, and it looks amazing. And then you find out that this super suave spy stuff is all being written by Bryce Dallas Howard. Like, he's a character in a book, but apparently she, she figured something out, and so now agencies want to, you know take her out because she knows yeah. something. No, this looks really, really, really good. And then the real spy is Sam Rockwell who meets up with her and he's apparently allergic to cats. And she has this cat Argyle who's kind of her inspiration. Um, yes. I've read a fun thing about that. Uh, Matthew Vaughn did an interview and he said, yeah, we got a professional movie cat to do this role paid like a hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Like he's a professional actor cat. First day on set, the cat was shit. Wouldn't do anything they wanted. He was just garbage. So Matthew Vaughn went home, went upstairs to his daughter's bedroom, grabbed her cat and said, I'm borrowing him for three months. And apparently he doesn't like cats or he didn't. But then every day that he was shooting this, he had to drive back and forth with the cat. So he ended up bonding with him. And now he really loves cats. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, let's see here. Alice in Borderlands getting a third season. That shocked me. I know. I remember we watched the last one and basically there was like one guy left or something. And we were like, oh, well, they'll probably just end it here. We don't need to see anything more. Um, It was a good ending point. And yet. I thought so. Here we're going with the third one. Uh, Ash versus Evil Dead coming to Hulu. Okay. I mean, I already own it. Yeah, it was just kind of a fun thing. The Mill. Um, this looks interesting. It's on Hulu. It's got uh, with uh, a businessman mysteriously wakes up in an open air prison cell with only an old grist mill forced to work as a beast of burden. He must find a way to escape before the birth of his child. That's literally all they tell us. Like we don't mm-hmm. know anything else. That's like the perfect trailer. It's like, yeah. hey, here's a mystery. Enjoy. And it. you can hear somebody else screaming somewhere. Yes. Yes. And then, like, he can hear, like, maybe someone getting killed. So he definitely has to push his, his grist mill. But mm-hmm. I sent you the trailer to Reptile, which is already out. So, yep, there's that. Uh, Toxic Avenger Red Band trailer. Um, better than I anticipated. Better than I anticipated as well. Although I'm still wondering how they're going to make it work with Peter Dinklage. 
Me too. Like, I know that in the original one, the the character was a scrawny yeah. he fry cook. He got beat up a lot by the bullies. And then when he became the Toxic yeah. Avenger, he turned into a Hulk-like, you know. Became a huge, yeah, Hulk-like creature, yeah. So I'm wondering if it's going to be Peter Dinklage as the young, you know, the he's getting picked on as a dwarf yeah. and then grows up or is Peter Dinklage going to be toxic and he's just going to be, I, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Leave the world behind. This looks fantastic. Quite frankly. <clears throat> yeah. This is fucking intense. Like uh, Julia Roberts, Ethan sh- Hawke, Masara Ali, uh, Malia. Basically yeah. they show up and they're like, we need help. There's a cyber attack. It's destroying the world. And we're watching them all um, the day after tomorrow things. Yeah. Yeah, no, this looks this looks fantastic. I'm I'm here for that. Yeah, I will definitely check that out. Cool. And in fact, you said, well, that looks fantastic. Oh, I sent you monster inside America's most extreme haunted house. Have you heard of this place? No. Apparently, this is a documentary. Um, Take a deep dive into one of America's most extreme destinations of horror. Apparently, this guy really wanted to do a house of horrors, and he kind of overdid it. There have been a lot of problems, a lot of uh, people getting lost. Uh, Watch the trailer. It looks interesting. I did watch the trailer. I just never heard of this house before. Oh, I was saying watch the trailer to oh, oh, the audience. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, That'll all be discussed next week, I'm sure. <laughs> probably, yeah. Um, I sent you all the light we cannot see because I know that you're a war movie fan. I'm not so much. Um, but I'm sure that this will be up for some awards because it's based on a novel. Um, it's a story of Marie Laure LeBlanc, a blind French girl taking refuge with her father and reclusive uncle in Saint Malo, France, and Werner, yeah. a brilliant teenager enlisted by Hitler's regime with an expertise in radio repair. Together, they share a secret connection that will become a beacon of light that leads them through the harrowing backdrop of World War II. I'm sure. That that, good. Yeah, I'm sure that people will love it. It wasn't really for me, but. Fellow travelers, uh, follows the lives of the volatile romance of two different men through purges, wars, protests, and plagues, and overcoming obstacles of the world. Mm. It's a TV series. Trailer looked decent. Um, yeah. I'm not 100% sure I'm going to watch it or not, but. It's got Matt Bomer. Um, yep. Looks good. Definitely another one of these, like he has the ideal life, but he's actually gay. Um, yeah. Uh, you sent us a trailer to Silent Night. This one seemed right up your alley. I, I will probably it's check a this out. John Woo flick. Yeah, it's fucking John Woo. His long-awaited revenge against the ruthless gang on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Joel Kinman. Yeah. But it's called Silent Night because it, he kind of gets Frank Castle. Like, you know, he's playing with his son on a playground and there's a shooting and he gets injured so he can't talk. Yeah. So yeah. Silent Night so he's because silent. he can't talk. Oh, freaking Joel Kinnaman is a bad. Yeah, it looks anyway. really. It looks good. 
Yeah, it does. <laughs> I was like, Mike's going to love this one. Oh, yeah, I'm all over it. He played Alex Murphy in the RoboCop flick in the reboot 2014. Yes, he did. Or 15, whenever that came in. But he was also Rick Flagg in Suicide Squad. Yeah, which loved him in that. Yeah, he's great in that. Uh, Priscilla, uh, after watching that trailer, no wonder the uh, Elvis Presley estate's not happy with them. Uh, yeah. So the guy that they got to play uh, Elvis, he is in Euphoria as Nate. And Nate is the, I don't want to say psycho, but he is very manipulative. He is ruthless. Yep. He is evil. He is vicious, vindictive, violent, over the top. So seeing him play this version of Elvis, it, like it gave me some chills because I've seen what he can do with that character in yep. Euphoria. Um, I'm worried for the kid that he'll get typecast like this, but holy crap, he he can do this version of Elvis. And yeah, I absolutely want to see this and I can absolutely see why his estate is fucking pissed, but I don't believe that he was always a good guy. I don't believe that Elvis. No, I don't believe it either. No. Uh, Helen's dead. A young woman discovers that her boyfriend's been sleeping with her cousin, Helen, and goes to confront them at a dinner party to find out that she's dead and everyone's a suspect. Cool. (laughs) It looks so fucking funny that the, I don't really recognize the cast per se, but it looks good to me. I've seen them all in a number of smaller roles. So I, it, again, I couldn't tell you like, Oh, that one's from this. or That's that one's what I that. Yes. Right. And that's what I mean. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, we got a full red band trailer for Thanksgiving. I mean, I watched it. I'm going to watch the flick. It looks good. It's a, uh, was it Carver Jack, whatever the name of the the Pilgrim style killer is? I'm all for it. I'm all for it. <laughs> um, the Buccaneers. My wife will probably love the hell out of this. 1870s yeah. rich girls try to find, as it says here, a posh English gentle, uh, posh English husband during the London debutante season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said it to Julia. I was like, here you go. Here's your next Bridgerton. Yep, basically, yeah. In fact, I think that some people compared it to Bridgerton. They probably uh, did. Um, Netflix is doing another documentary type thing, The Devil on Trial. Explores the My first wife and I will watch this. Only time demonic possession has officially been used as a defense in the U.S. murder trial. Yep. My wife and I will watch this. We'll probably end up watching it too. It's a true crime thing, so. Yep. I, I can. Uh, See that locked in. Um, a kindly nurse tries to unlock the secrets of a coma patient's injury and discovers the the bitter rivalry, infidelity, betrayal, and murder behind them. I don't know. Um, Famke Jensen's in it. <laughs> it's like Famke Jensen. Jensen's still acting. Evidently, yeah, she's still in stuff. I didn't see. Comes her out November first. I mean, I don't know. I think this would be probably the weakest of what I got. From you? Probably. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 Rumble Through the Dark. That looks good. Boxing movie, but not like a Rocky type boxing. Aaron Eckhart's basically a guy who's well known as a fighter, but he hasn't fought in a while, yeah. I guess. 
Bella Thorne's in yeah. it for whatever a, fucking reason. He's a bare knuckle cage fighter and he doesn't want to fight anymore, but they keep pulling him back in mm-hmm. to save his family. Yeah, family. family. Like Dom. Yeah. Uh, the beekeeper looks absolutely fantastic. Oh Jason my Stratham. God. It's like you messed with the wrong guy. I mean, it just looks fantastic. <sighs> I, I like my how favorite. He's, he's a beekeeper. But also yep. you find out that beekeeper is like a whole organizational thing. Yeah. The code. Yeah. Uh, I love the thing where he like he's going up to the big building because he's going to get revenge. And the security guards like, I'm going to count to three. and You better be out of here. And stare them goes one, two, three. Oh, I got you there for you. And then he <laughs> shit out all of them. <laughs> Like this is peak Jason Statham right here. This oh, is, this is the most Jason Statham. Jason Statham, yes. It's amazing, and I I honestly can't wait to watch it. Uh, Doctor Jekyll. Speaking of people who you say they're still acting, yeah. Eddie Izzard. Yeah. Who's gone full trans and is now in a role displaying that. It's an interesting take on it being a, a yeah. Jekyll, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Jekyll Hyde, Hyde yeah. female male thing. Um, yeah, I thought that was, yeah, it, it looks interesting. I'm not sure I'll watch it, but it definitely looks interesting. Yep. Speaking of totally killer and probably my top movie trailer for this batch, it's a wonderful knife. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, after saving her town from a psychotic killer, Winnie Carruthers' life is less than wonderful. When she wishes she'd never been born, she finds herself in a nightmare parallel universe without her. Things could be much, much worse. It looks great. Like, I pulled it up and went to send it to you, and I looked at Julia, and I said, uh, it's a wonderful knife. It's a holiday horror slasher with Justin Long. And she's like, say no more. I don't even need to see the trailer. I'll watch it. Yeah. Oh. And, and then yeah, I watched exactly. the trailer it looks, it looks and it fantastic. was even better. I, yeah. I can't wait for this. Yeah. I'm so excited for this movie. <laughs> as stupid as that sounds. Um, James Wan, uh, director of Saw, one of the co-creators, brings us Night Swim. Um, it's a, a woman swimming in her pool at night, terrorized by an evil spirit. Okay. Yeah, evil pool. And and the trailer really builds up how, like, they bought this house, the pool was dead, and they go through the whole montage of them cleaning it up, prepping it, filling it with water, yeah. you know, getting it ready, and then, yeah, there's some kind of evil force. I'm okay with that. Yep. What the frig is 007 Road to a Million? Like, I, is this like it, a reality thing? Yeah, it's like a, a an amazing race slash survivor kind of thing, except for they put them through challenges that would be designed for James Bond. Yeah. And Brian um, Cox I is mean, supposed to get. I probably won't watch it. I not bad. I just probably either. won't watch it. Nope. And then last, but certainly not least, Horizon, <laughs> an American saga. It's just a teaser trailer of a Kevin Costner long ass epic movie that's been broken down into two movies coming out next year, June and August of 2024. It's him and it's him in a Western outfit shooting a rifle. So I saw this trailer pop up like a day or two before you sent it to me. And I went, I'm not going to send that to Mike because I know the itch is going to get him and he's going to see this and he's going to be like, I have to watch this and I have to send this to John. And I was correct. Yeah, you don't know. You're absolutely correct. 
But yeah, definitely check it out if you want. I'm so far away from that. Yeah, no interest whatsoever. Um, yeah, no, I'm all over that. I'm all over that. And I think that actually brings us to the end of that list. Man, that was a list and a half. Holy cow. Sure was. That was so many trailers. (laughs) In fact, I think you made two separate comments. Um, You made your first comment way back several trailers ago where you said, I don't think I'm going to have enough time to watch all these trailers before we record on Tuesday. (laughs) And then you were unable to record on Tuesday. So I was like, great, extra time to watch trailers. And then I sent you like so many trailers. You sent me like a gif of like, you brought this upon yourself. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that was that was a lot of friggin' trailers. Holy cow. It sure was. Um anyhow. Yeah, I think that's it. Cool. Um, well, you can find me on the Twitter machine. I'm Superstar Mel. I am the Quantum Geek G33K. And that's the show. We'll talk to you later. Um,